The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This beautiful story was told by one of the Gedolei Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi Yitzchak Zilberstein Shlita. He wrote it in the Sefer Tuvcha Yabiu. It's in volume one, page 311. The story is not only special, but it has a very, very practical lesson for each and every home in Klal Yisrael. And the story was told to Rav Zilberstein by Rav Simcha Kaplan. Now, Rav Simcha Kaplan was a very chashavarov in Spas. Unfortunately, he's not alive anymore. But this story happened when he was a bacher in the Mir Yeshiva in the town of Mir. Now, today, it's almost unimaginable for all of us when we send our children to a yeshiva out of town that there is no dormitory. Every yeshiva has a dormitory today, practically. And the first one actually to make a dormitory for the yeshivas was Rabmeya Shapiro in Lublin. But when the Bahram were learning in the town of Mir, what they did is that they had to rent rooms by local people, and that's where they would eat, certainly on Shabbos, and many times the main meal of the day they would eat there as well. So they got to know the host and the hostess wherever they stayed. Now, Rab Simcha Kaplan told this story that one Friday morning he was still at home and he heard the lady of the house, she was very firm with her husband and her husband was going to go do some shopping in a nearby town. And she said to him, don't forget, you got to be back by 12 o'clock. And, you know, we have to be ready for Shabbos. And he was surprised. I mean, this was an Erlich Yid. Her husband was an Erlich Yid. Of course he was going to be back before Shabbos. And the town wasn't so far away. Like, why was she making such a big deal about it? And then as he left the home once again, she almost was nagging her husband. Don't forget, you got to be back by 12. And don't forget, you know, Shabbos, it's t- today is Friday. It's Erev Shabbos. You got to be home early. So... When the man left, Simcha Kaplan, he was a bacher, and he went over sheepishly to the lady and he said, I hope you don't mind my asking, but your husband's in Erlich Yid, and the town is not so far away and Shabbos is not till much later in the afternoon. Why did you seem a bit impatient about your husband being back so soon? And she said, young man, let me tell you a story. She said, you know, many years ago when my husband and I were first married, We didn't have any children. And finally, we had one child. As you see, I have only this one child, the boy. And what happened was that when he was two and a half, three years old, he got very sick. And we went to all the doctors here in town and everybody gave up. They said his days are numbered. And so I took my child to Vienna. And in Vienna, they had what was called then the professors, the great doctors. And even over there, They told me that the child's days are numbered. And I was frantic. I had waited so long for this child. And now they were telling me that he was going to die. He wasn't going to make it. And I left the doctor's offices. I was in a very, very sad mood. I was walking the streets in Vienna. And I was just crying, holding my child. And a man came over to me. I never saw this fellow before. And he said, I don't recognize you. Are you from here? Why are you crying? What's, what's going on? And she said, I shouldn't be crying. This is my only child and the doctors are giving up and they say that he can't make it and that he's very sick. And 
The man said to me, where do you live? I said, well, I live in the town of Mir. He said, well, if you're going back to the town of Mir, why don't you go through Raden and go see the Chavetz Chaim? Maybe the Chavetz Chaim can give you a bracha and he can accomplish something that the doctors can't. After all, he's the God Ladar. Now, the woman was worried because the Chavetz Chaim was known already that he was very old and he wasn't seeing everybody. She said, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get in. He said, lady, you have no choice. You've got to go. You've got to get a bracha from the God Ladar. So she said, I went there and I came into the house and at first, you know, they didn't want me to come in to bother the Chavetz Chaim, but I started crying and I begged because this was my only child. And finally the Chavetz Chaim came out and he asked me to sit down and I should tell him the story. And I started telling him how sick the child was and this is my only child. And then the Chavetz Chaim said, I feel so bad, I'm so old. You know, I used to be able to fast for people like yourself who came, so it should be a schus for the child, but I can't fast anymore. And somebody came into the room and whispered something to the Chavetz Chaim, and obviously the Chavetz Chaim realized that it's a very serious matter, and this was her only child. And he said to her, I'll tell you, I'm going to give you two suggestions. And if you follow these two suggestions, I am telling you that your son will be okay. Now, when the lady told the story, she said, now, no matter what the Chavetz Chaim was going to tell me, I was going to do. I thought maybe he's going to tell me that I have to fast 50 days a year. And of course, if he told me that, I would do that. And if he told me I had to say all of Tillam every day, I would do that as well. No matter what he said, I was going to do. But listen to what he said. The first thing he said, I want that by 12 o'clock on Friday, every Friday, the tablecloth, the Shabbos tablecloth should be on the table. That's one thing that has to be done by 12 o'clock. And second of all, the leichter, the candelabra, has to be on the table. Obviously, he didn't want the wine and the challah because that could spoil by the time Shabbos came. But the Shabbos table had to be set with the tablecloth and the leichter by 12 o'clock. And she said, Rebbe, that's all? He said, yeah, one more thing, that and one more thing. He said, you know, every newspaper or Yiddish newspaper or the calendar, they post when lighting candles, when Lichtbenchen is. When they post the time for Lichtbenchen at that time, that's when Shabbos starts in your house. You know, sometimes you light later than when it's posted the time, and then your husband starts Shabbos a little bit later because there's still time to the Shkia. I don't want that. The moment that the time is posted for lighting candles, benching licht, that's when everybody observes Shabbos in your house. And she said, Rebbe, I promise you, I'm going to do both of those things. And that's what she said to Simcha Kaplan. I did both of those things. And so therefore, and you see, Bar Hashem, that my son, Taka, got better. The doctors in Vienna couldn't believe it. How did the Chavetz Chaim know that if this lady would do these two things, that her child would have her a full shlema? It could very well be, it occurred to me. The Pasuk tells us, Ushamartem es You should observe the Shabbos. But we know that there are many words in the Torah that have more than one meaning. And the word Shomar doesn't only mean to observe, but Shomar also means to anticipate, to wait for. Now we all know the story that when Yosef had the dream, Yaakov couldn't wait for the dream to come true. The brothers, they were angry at that dream that they were all going to bow down to Yosef, but the Pasuk tells us, Shomar 
His father, Yosef's father, Yaakov, was waiting with great anticipation for it to happen. So now, perhaps, Ushamartim as Shabbos doesn't only mean that you should observe the Shabbos, but you should anticipate it with excitement. And if you get ready by 12 o'clock in the afternoon, you're showing that you have an excitement and anticipation for Shabbos. And maybe that was the schus that the Chavetz Chaim was talking about, that if she anticipated the Shabbos with excitement, that she would be zoicha, because after all, it says, Ushumartim asa Shabbos, and then it says, V'shomru b'nei Yisrael asa Shabbos, and then it says, L'dayroisam, for generations. And so therefore, Generations meant that this child would continue on in life. And I'll tell you something. I know many women, very hush of a woman, when they have heard this story, you know what they've undertaken? They have undertaken, and I would suggest this to all of you, especially the women that are listening, Thursday night before you go to sleep, put the Shabbos tablecloth on the Shabbos table. You know why? So that when the kids get up Friday morning, it's not Friday morning, it's Erev Shabbos. And I'm telling you, when you come down Friday morning and you see the Shabbos tablecloth on the table, there is a different atmosphere in the house. It's Shabbostic. There's a serenity. And you know, my Rebbe Rab David Cohen showed me something absolutely incredible. You take a look at the Aruch HaShulchan in Simon Reis Samach Bey's Sif Hey, and he writes there that the Satan has a certain power and he is able to bring turmoil and frustration and arguments into every home on Friday afternoon. And we know that that many times it is that way. Everybody's running to get the baths or ready to get the suits or ready to get the clothes and running the last minute. And there's no serenity. But there has to be. And Rabdovid suggested that perhaps, where did the Satan get the strength to be able to bring turmoil into a house? on late Friday afternoon. You know why? Because the first Avera that Odom and Chava did was Friday afternoon. The Sultan got its strength right there from Sheishis Imeberishis. That's when the first conflict between mankind and Hashem happened late Friday afternoon. And so therefore the Sultan got a hold of mankind on Friday afternoon. So we have to take this lesson and try to bring Shabbos in with tranquility, with serenity. And if we have the tablecloth, as the Chavetz Chaim said, by 12 o'clock, it's a different atmosphere in the house. And certainly, if you want to do even more than that, to do a Thursday night, I believe that makes a tremendous difference. And you have to get yourself organized, because we have to bring in Shabbos with a certain Kedusha, and an atmosphere of tranquility and serenity. And that's exactly why Rab Zilberstein told the story, and that's why I'm telling you the story. You know, there's a famous Gemara, we all know it, and it has a different meaning altogether, but we can apply it here, B'derach Drush. Misha Torach Be'erav Shabbos, Yoichal B'Shabbos. The simple meaning is that if you prepare and toil before Shabbos, so then you're going to have a wonderful Shabbos. But maybe it's a different meaning as well. Misha Torah Be'erav Shabbos. Anybody who makes it a point to prepare Erev Shabbos, Yoichal Shabbos, then they're going to be able to come and join the Shabbos with tranquility and peace and no arguments. You know, I know in many, many homes, when the husbands and the boys go to shore Friday night, that's a great time for the women and their daughters to connect. 
they daven together, they sing together, they sit next to each other. It's such a beautiful time. But if there's been so many arguments, Erev Shabbos, it's not going to happen that way. So we've got to make a dogash chazak on Erev Shabbos. Again, we can achieve eminence and elevation through Erev Shabbos. Let's try it. I think it'll bring on Shabbos and it'll elevate our Shabbosim as never before. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.